Hello, my name is Jeremy Melder, and I'm the presenter from Beaming Green. Before we start, I would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being held on the traditional lands of the Bundjalung people and pay our respects to elders both past, present and emerging. The Beaming Green Podcast is a weekly podcast which will help you to take out some of the stress and confusion about how to live your life more sustainably. And we do this by introducing you to people that have first-hand experience and expertise in all aspects of sustainability, so you can get some amazing insights of how you can implement simple and practical solutions to enhance your life and the lives of your family. Now, I just wanted to make you aware that this is the final week to go into the draw to win that Beeswax Wraps, kindly sponsored and supported by Bee Folk. So please go on to the Beaming Green website and do yourself a favor and register your name and email address to go into the draw, which will be uh, a lovely prize for you to win. And it also is saving the environment. Today in episode 12, I'd like to welcome Samantha Jones, who's the winner of this year's Pitch for Change that was supported by It Takes a Town. Now, Samantha has started with this project called Vegucation, and I'd love you to welcome her to the program today. Samantha Jones, welcome to Beaming Green. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's so wonderful to have you. You uh, really inspire me because I first met you when you were talking about your project, Vegucation, and you were just about to do your presentation mm. on It Takes a Town. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with Vegucation? Well, one year ago, I actually attended a... Um, a short course called Backyard Food Production mm-hmm. um, in Mullumbimby. And so when I went along to this course, I was sitting there listening to the woman talk about the content of the course and I just thought, I can actually do this. Like I can teach people this mm. because I already have such a um, wealth of knowledge on gardening and growing vegetables. Um, so that's when I got the idea and really thought, oh, I really want to teach people how to do this. Mm. Um, and then when I saw the advertisement for the pitch for change workshops, I thought, oh, here's my opportunity because that was, um, after lockdown. Yeah. And so during lockdown, it became very obvious to me then that, what I had to offer in terms of teaching people how to grow vegetables was very valid, mm. like really valid. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I participated in those workshops and for me I just felt very validated then mm. with my idea yeah. of education. Yeah. Um, so I kind of got that really positive support and encouragement to bring this forth. Mm. Yeah. And so... So, so you, you, have you, you've done gardening, you say you've done gardening from, from what I hear. Yeah. Um, how did that start off in you? Like where, who, who taught you or was it you that sort of just started off and go, I'm going to plant some veggies or what, yeah. what was the catalyst? 
Well, when I moved here to the Northern Rivers, Mwollumbar, when I was 19, I went for a walk through a friend's garden. Her mum took me for a walk and there were beetroots growing and there were leeks and there was silver beet and my jaw just fell to the ground and I was just in heaven seeing all these vegetables growing and I was just like, I want to grow vegetables. Like, this is so beautiful. Mm. Um, So she kind of planted a seed then. Yep. And then I moved into my own little apartment home um, and the woman who I lived next door to had a beautiful garden. It was just stunning. She had flowers and vegetables growing everywhere. And so I started my own little veggie garden then at 19 Mm. uh, and she kind of guided me a little bit. And then I lived in Indonesia when I was 20 and 21. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And Whereabouts in Indonesia did you live? In a place called Bukit Lawang, okay. which is in North Sumatra. Yeah. Um, it's on the border of the jungle there where the orangutans are. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I was just in love with the place. And I could see papaya trees growing everywhere, banana trees, eggplants, yeah. tomatoes. And then the community members, like, it was something that really brought them together. Yeah. And it gave them an income and it gave them purpose. Yeah. yeah. And it provided them with really healthy food. Yeah. And I was just so drawn to it. Like mm. my heart was just so connected to that. Yeah. Um, and me and my daughter's father, we bought a little patch of land over there and um, I started growing some vegetables on it. And yeah. so I got to practice growing veggies there yeah. and listening to um, their advice from the locals. Yeah. Had a really... Um, positive immer- experience. Yeah, really positive experience and a really immersed experience yeah. in that. Yeah. And then um, when I was 22 and moved back to Australia from Indonesia with my husband at the time, my Indonesian husband. Jeez, you move quickly, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I want something, I'll do it. Like, I'll go for it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, And I've achieved a lot. I've really achieved a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, at 22, I moved back here to Australia with him and I was pregnant with a baby girl. Yep, I yep, moved quickly. <laughs> uh, and I actually only had $30 a week for food. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to compromise on my health at all mm. um, because health is really important to me. And so I started a vegetable garden. Wow. Yeah. And then it was kind of out of desperation then. Yeah. 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 So you had to learn up a lot. Yes, I yeah, did. In yeah. terms of what you wanted to, what you could grow, seasonalities soil, all that kind of stuff, I presume. Yeah. 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 A lot of it is self-taught, but I would watch Gardening Australia. Yeah. That's my favourite show to watch. Me too. Isn't it great? (laughs) It's wonderful. I love it. Costa's wonderful. I know. He's going to come to my garden one day. I just know it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, a lot was self-taught. Ali, my husband at the time, he would teach me a lot as well Mm -hmm. because he grew up. Growing? Yeah, he te- he would teach me about growing and different plants and I really just learn through observation too mm, and I think mm. I'm I'm destined to be a gardener so it just sinks right in and it I I don't know I just know this stuff. It's is, not it's, hard for me at all. It's sort of like you know it intuitively, is that what yeah, you mean? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I'm really connected with nature as well and mm. I learn through observation so mm. it's just yeah, a knowing I did do a um, certificate three in horticulture, mm-hmm. 
about four years ago. Yep. So that taught me quite a bit too. Yeah. But I am just really self-taught and very passionate about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So you've started up uh, Veducation. Yeah. Tell us about that. What what's yeah. that, What uh, are you aspiring to do? So Veducation is starting off as workshops at the Mullumbar Community Garden. Mm-hmm. They've been um, very generous to allow me to have space there and help me facilitate workshops there. Yep. Um, so I did one workshop yep. and it was lots of fun. How, did you have a good turnout? Did you feel inspired? Did you, yeah. you know, did people that came feel inspired? Yeah. Oh, that's so great, isn't it? There was one, we gave um, the community one week's notice of the workshop, yep. <clears throat> which kind of happens with me. I'll be like, okay, now this is happening and it just happens. Mm. And so there was one week notice and we had about 20 people come. Yep. Um, and... They all learnt quite a bit. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. We laughed a lot and we had hands-on experience as well. We planted our uh, um, spring garden bed. Mm-hmm. So we planted beans, turmeric, ginger, eggplants, flowers, basil and warrigal greens, all of these seedlings that I'd propagated at home previously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I you know... It was an opportunity for me to really get up in front of people and talk about plants and growing food and how empowering that is for them. Yeah. So I feel like I planted some seeds within them. Yes. You know, that they could then take home and they felt very inspired and empowered to just try in the garden because that's that's how we learn as well. Like mm. there's no right or wrong when no. you're gardening. Like if you get it wrong, you learn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's all about observing, as you were talking about earlier. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you can make mistakes. Mm. Um, I think I was also talking about, you know, you can buy, you know, if you get gardening is not just, you know, you plant a seed and walk away. There's a, mm. there's a quite a observing the cycles and, and, and also weeding and all those things that you need to do, aren't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's not just, you know, you buy the plant, plant it and then you get your tomatoes or you get your corn. It, you have to look after it. and You, you look need after to, it. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole cycle of life. Absolutely. That we kind of seem to miss, don't we? Mm. Because we, you know, go to a market or we go to the supermarket mm. and we don't see the whole cycle of growth. And mm. it's a wonderful thing to see that, mm. don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the most amazing thing in the whole world. Like to walk out and notice a new leaf that's grown on one of yeah. your plants is like, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it gives people a lot as well and allows them to feel really connected to nature and enables them to feel like they're doing something really good mm. for the earth and yeah. for themselves. And, yeah. you know, if you can plant flowers in the garden as well and then see bees buzzing around your flowers, mm. like that's that makes my heart happy. It makes my heart sing because I see my, yeah. I've got a beehive here and oh, I dude. see my bees, Aww. you know, running around and I go, oh, I've got to mow the lawn, but I shouldn't because all these, you know, yeah. flowers are here and it makes me think, oh, maybe I stop for a moment and let yeah. them get all the nutrition. So yeah. that makes you observe those things, right? Yeah. Um, so we are part of nature, mm. not separated from mm. nature. Mm. So I really like what you're actually trying to do mm. here is you're trying to get people to see that they are part of nature. Yeah. So in terms of the garden experience, yeah. do people then go back to this garden and see what, how their work has, you know, you know, moved on uh, one or two weeks later or a month later? Or yeah. 
Is that something you're planning to do with this community garden? Well, they're welcome to do that. Yep. Um, every Sunday afternoon at the Mwollombar Community Garden, um, you know, members of the community and the gardens get together. Mm-hmm. So they can go and check in on the plants and see how it's all going. Yeah, I haven't got quite a plan set in place with it Yep. because there is so much that I could plan. Yes. And I really believe in just setting a strong foundation first and mm. going slow with some things sure. as well. Sure. Um, so my next workshop that I want to facilitate there will be establishing a garden bed. Mm-hmm. So based on no-dig gardening, which is the easiest and it's cost-effective. Yeah. It's, it's a quick way to establish a garden bed. So I'm hoping that I do that workshop with the participants who want to come and then they go home and do that at home. Yeah, yeah. And so then the next workshop will be like seed propagation and then they can go home and do their seed propagation. Yeah. And then by the time autumn starts, they'll have their seedlings and their garden bed when they can plant into it. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Have you got anything planned in terms of uh, courses that you're, you're wanting to do? Uh, I haven't got a set date for the next okay. one. All right. Um, yeah, I'm still like working out a plan for that. Yep. Um, and I'm also, I. it's actually a little bit hard to work out a plan because I'll just get an idea and want to really share it. Yeah. Um, I also want to just have like vegetation conversation at mm-hmm. the gardens as well where people can come with their questions mm-hmm. and I can be there to answer them for them. Yeah. Um, because gardening, it's so diverse and there's so many different levels and aspects and ways of doing it. So, um, but I do put a little bit on social media and I am planning to do YouTube videos as well, um, as another way to get across to other people. Because the main thing that I really want to convey to people is that they really can try, like just start, like give it a go if you... If you have a keen interest for it, just try and give it a go because you just you learn as mm, you go mm. as well. Um, and so I really just want to inspire them yeah. and empower them and motivate them to get started. Yeah. So in the month of <clears throat> November coming up to Christmas and yeah. so on, if people are looking at, well, I want to start planting something now, have you got any yeah. sort of ideas in this Northern Rivers area that they could start planting Yeah. now that you could share? Yeah, sure. So... Um, Ginger, mm-hmm. turmeric. Wow, I love those. Yeah, they're great to plant. Yep. Um, they're really good to plant now because they don't need any care mm. except some water. Yep. Um, and it gets very hot here. Yeah. So for me personally, like now I've stopped planting into the garden because it does get so hot. Yeah. I actually don't want to be out there in the heat gardening because... Yep. I want to be looking after myself because that's really important as well. Mm, mm. And so summer is, for me, like kind of a time to surrender a little bit to the mm, garden and mm. allow it to just grow. Yeah. So ginger, garlic, pumpkins, Yeah. eggplants. Eggplants are just one of the most wonderful vegetables to grow. Yeah. Um, they love the heat. Beans that you can plant up a trellis or mm. bush beans. Yeah. Cherry tomatoes and cucumbers. Mm. And that's, you know, 
what I would recommend based on my personal experience with gardening yeah. oh, and basil. Yeah. Um, there are a whole lot of other things that you could grow. Like salad stuff, right? Well, not really salad stuff. No? So, yeah, surprisingly, lettuces, okay. um, you can plant wild rocket now. That likes the heat. but. Yeah. Like lettuces and normal rocket prefer cooler weather. Okay. So they're the things that you'd be planting at the beginning of autumn. Yeah. 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 Um, Because their leaves will just burn in the sun. They're so tender. Yeah. Um, There are certain Asian greens that you can be planting now because they like the heat. Yeah. I think the thing to be mindful with is just how much you have to water in summer. Mm. It's quite heavy on water, isn't it, the garden? Yeah. Especially at summertime. We'll be back in a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Mariani from Beefolk and it is great to be joining Jeremy here on the Beaming Green podcast, helping us all to live more sustainably. Beefolk produces beeswax wrap kits to make your own beeswax wraps at home. Our Beefolk blend bar is made from natural beeswax, tree resin, organic coconut and jojoba oil. Make your own great-looking, reusable, eco-friendly wraps to cover your food and keep it fresh. A natural alternative to plastic wrap. And to support the good message of Beaming Green and help reduce single-use plastic waste, we are giving away a free Beefolk Wax Wrap Kit. Just go to the website beaminggreen.com and subscribe to be in the draw in the second week of November. Welcome back. So is mulching, is mulching is something that's quite important? Absolutely. Um, did you learn some things about what we could do in terms of mulching yeah. in this area particularly? There's the sugarcane mulch that we can use as mulch. Mm. Bark, wood chip yeah. is a great mulch as well. W- one thing that is really good for your soil to retain moisture is having really good soil as mm. well. So meaning having a lot of organic matter in the soil. Yeah. So as you go along with your gardening, you can just chop and drop mm-hmm. everything that's in the garden. So the leaves from, say, a broccoli plant that you've already harvested the broccoli from, you chop all of that up and just drop that onto the soil and just continue doing that over time with everything that's growing. And that will feed the soil and encourage, well, it will create more organic matter in the soil. So then it will hold its moisture more. Yeah. And then you can put like a thick layer of sugarcane mulch or the wood chip on top yeah, and that helps to prevent the um, the moisture in the soil evaporating. Yeah, and it is very, very effective. Mm, like if mm. you are going to grow food, you want to mulch. Yeah. You definitely want to be mulched. What would you say is a good way of doing composting? Is that something you're experienced in? I love composting. Okay. I love it so much. <laughs> Not so much right now though because a friend did see a brown snake next to my oh, compost. I know. What? Well, it gave me an excuse to buy some gumboots, so I bought gumboots now. But I love composting and yeah. shopping. Um, so with your compost bins, what I recommend based mm-hmm. on my experience with gardening is buying one of the compost bins that you sit directly on top of the soil yeah. um, so that it has that big round hole that's cut out in the bottom and you can place that near fruit trees or in the middle of a garden bed mm-hmm. because then the worms are coming to the bottom of that compost bin so they're going all through the garden and um enriching the soil and mm. that you know the nutrients there's just this exchange going on so i would have a compost bin like that 
with a pile of sugarcane mulch next to it mm-hmm. or a pile of carbon material, which is dried organic matter, yeah. which is usually brown, having that next to it. And so you'd put your kitchen scraps into the compost yeah. and they can be um, yeah, all of your kitchen scraps, ripped up egg containers, ripped up old mail, um, bits of cardboard, toilet rolls, all of that sort of stuff. Mm, mm. Um, so you'd chuck that in and then you'd chuck a handful of your sugarcane mulch or your other carbon material in. Yeah. And just doing that all the time to prevent your compost from getting smelly. Right. Yeah, and keeping it balanced on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And to try to, I guess it's trying to create heat, isn't it, so that it does... Break what, down. What, it breaks down. Yeah. 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 So it get like now's a great time to do the compost. Mm. Yeah, so you just keep adding to it and you can get these compost turners that come from Bunnings and they're like $16 and you kind of stab it into your compost and turn it around and then lift it up. It's got a coil thing on the end. Yeah, Yeah, so that's to aerate the compost um, to encourage it to break down. And so if you're doing that now, like summer's a great time Mm. to do it. At the end of summer, you lift up your compost bin then you've got this amazing compost and you can just spread it out all across your garden bed mm. and then plant into it and it's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And that's, re- that's a good way to rather than sending it out to a landfill or whatever, it's kind yeah. of good to, yeah. to keep it in your own garden. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Now, I would imagine this type of thing would be also fun for kids, wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, like gardening, I... You know, used to like playing in the garden. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of kids these days like to play on computers, but mm. gardening is also a great connector for the earth. And you know, they mm. don't have to mm. plant veggies, but you know, just mm. getting their hands in dirt and so on mm. is mm. also part of that fun and connecting. Absolutely, you know, and Absolutely. a great family, good family interaction, isn't it? Yeah. Like you can get the kids excited about the garden by digging up an earthworm yeah, and showing them an earthworm yeah. or growing beans and getting them, you know, eating the bean or growing carrots and harvesting carrots together and like developing that relationship for the children with the earth. Yeah. Sometimes kids aren't as like interested in growing the vegetables. Mm. Like they just want to chop them up and create potions. Yeah. But I believe like... Monkeys see, monkey do. So if the children see their parents growing food and in the garden, that's going to have a really good influence on them later in life. Mm, mm. I used to see my mum like digging holes in the backyard and putting our um, scraps into the hole. So she had a really positive influence on me mm. in terms of growing food. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a really um, positive thing that you can do and yeah. influence your children that way by growing food. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really empowering. It's so empowering. And I think we need to really feel empowered as humans and mm. realise that we've got a lot of potential within us. Yeah, like, absolutely. I think that's a really important thing to share. Yeah. Um, because I don't know about you, uh, you've pro- obviously noticed this, but, you know, since COVID-19, mm. um, I know that a lot of the people that are providing seedlings in this area mm. ran out of seedlings because... Everyone decided to, oh, I can grow mm-hmm. uh, in my garden. And I just hope that that continues. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. because it's so beneficial for our own psyche, I think. Absolutely. If we, are, if we are growing our own vegetables and have that connection. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I think during COVID time it was a 
it was an opportunity for us all to really go within. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people did create change based on that time that they got to have within themselves and they got to reflect on their lives. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was just over the moon to see so many people starting vegetable gardens. Like it truly brought me so much joy. And I really hope for them that it also brought them so much joy mm. Mm. and that it is something that they do continue on doing. Yeah. Yeah. Even as just a side thing in their life, like even if they're just growing herbs or they grow some garlic one year or if they have just a flower patch or if they, you know, it completely changes what they're doing in life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, people became very aware of how important it is to have that food security. Mm. So when the lockdown started, I just stood out in the garden and I was like, I've got nothing to worry about because my whole backyard is full of vegetables mm. and I have the knowledge of how to grow food and look after myself. And so I felt very secure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what you're offering. You're giving Absolutely. people a, an opportunity to learn how to, you know, grow in their own garden. And if they don't have a, you know, a garden bed, but they can still put it into pots and grow you know, there's there's many ways to do this, isn't there? It's not just that you need to have acreage to run a farm or anything. You can just grow in, you know, a one metre by one metre. Perfect. That you would know? be perfect for most people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can teach them that. Yeah. Now, if they want to um, find out more from you, can I put down your email address? You might want, they might want to enlist for your next course. And yeah. if they can email you, can I share that information with with the, the people that are listening to the Beaming Green? Absolutely. Yeah? Yeah. Um, because it would be great to start off the new year, wouldn't it, for people if you start a course yeah. and you've got a list of people that are interested in starting, you're getting ready for the next season. Yeah. Um, that's a perfect thing for them to be planning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, getting some juices flowing yep. after a dry that's summer. Right. You know? That's exactly right. You know? So, um, yeah, I'm happy to share all of that. Yeah. And, look, I really want to say good on you. Um, Thank you. For, you know, pulling out all stops and doing it. And I can see that you're a bit of what I would call a go-getter yeah. in life. Yeah. And, and we like having people like that in our community, in, yeah. you know, our showing the way that you can do these things for yourself and be more self-sustainable. So yeah. thank you. Mm, thank I've you. I've really enjoyed having you on uh, Beaming Green, Samantha Jones. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. I could really just talk forever and ever about the garden. <laughs> so could I. <laughs> so if anyone wants to hear me talk forever and ever, come along to a workshop. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so please do so. And, um, yeah, thanks, Samantha. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. So watch out for Veducation. Yeah, Veducation. See ya. Bye. Thank you for being part of the Beaming Green podcast. The music for this podcast is produced by Dave Weir. Now we need more people to get on board and raise awareness about sustainability and climate change. The more of us that are shining the light on these issues, the more governments and business leaders will listen. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast and share and engage in social media so that we can get some traction. Let's support one another and envision a brighter future. Thanks for listening. See you next week.